0: Welcome back, everybody, for another week of our Kansas State podcast. Um, it was a sad week for the Wildcats losing 51-14 to against the Sooners, but we'll try to cheer y'all up as much as we can. I'm here with Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Blair. You ready to talk some
1: K-State here? Yeah, yes. Let's talk the Wildcats and the aftermath of was one of their I don't know what do you think one of their worst losses in in a while maybe not by score but just just a general feeling about that game after it was over and, and the comments of um, of Bill Snyder afterwards that uh, yeah just what a just a bad vibe after that game
0: yeah you really could argue that that was the worst loss in Snyder's tenure here and I know that's saying a lot because. Uh, years ago they lost 55 0 to the same team and early on they took uh quite a few whoopings to uh well everybody um when he first got here and before that so uh you know maybe it's not their worst ever but uh if if Lincoln Riley wanted to like if he really hated Bill Snyder he could have left his starters in and had 75 points and a thousand yards it really wouldn't have been that hard <laughs> at the rate they were going I they had, um when they pulled their starters from the game, they scored 48 points on 43 plays and, all, and were on pace for about 1,000 yards. So, uh, it was just utter domination and I think Kansas State made some, some players made some mistakes early on by, um I don't want to say cheap shotting Oklahoma players, but definitely going out of their way to, to hit them a little harder than they had to and, and chirp and, in their face, and I think that really backfired and, and made things turn ugly for him. But what, what did you think
1: of it? Well, first of all, for historical reference, I I got to Kansas City the same year that Bill Snyder got to Kansas State, and so I was there for uh, part of his first year, and uh, and I and I covered the team his second. Uh, in third years, so 90 and, and 91, and I, I can remember a game at Colorado. I want to say the final score was 64 to 3, and they had, um uh, this may have been the Colorado team that split the national championship that year with, um with, uh, Georgia Tech. Anyway, it was one of those years, but Colorado was just fantastic. They were the best team in the Big Eight, and they had Alfred Williams, uh, you know, future NFL defensive tackle playing offense at the end of the game, just kind of, Having fun and uh, okay. and it, it was just a you know a, a real kind of insulting game for for Kansas State, which had already started to show signs of a turnaround under under Bill. But that was a horrible loss, and I think Washington was in there to uh, a big loss at, uh, at Seattle. Maybe the year that Washington split the national championship. So there was, there were was some pretty gruesome L's in those first couple of years as the Wildcats were making progress, but. I think in the second tenure of Bill Snyder, I don't remember one. You know, you, you mentioned the game last year. That was that was pretty bad. That one in Manhattan. But for whatever reason, I I just thought this one was. Um, you know, this this felt almost hopeless to me. Um, now, having said that, the other thing is let's not. You know, let's not. Keep Oklahoma out of this as a, you know, maybe it was the best game that Lincoln Riley's team has played all year. Maybe they were going to beat Alabama that night and, or that day. And it was just an incredible game for, for the Sooners. It wouldn't have mattered who they played. Sometimes that happens too. We've seen it in football. But, uh, I know, you know, we, you, you certainly do. And we tend to look at it from the, the sides of, of the team that we know better. And in this case, it was just um, you know uh, 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 an, an almost inexplicable type of loss for the Wildcat.
0: Yeah. Well, how weird is this? How screwy is the Big Twelve that um, Kansas State can beat Oklahoma State,
1: Texas can beat
0: Oklahoma, and Oklahoma
1: State, State can beat Texas? Texas. Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's it's totally bizarre. Of course the most bizarre thing may have been Kansas winning a game last week, a Big Twelve game, a game in which they were outgained. something I think Jesse Newell who covers KU for the for the Star and the Eagle, I think he came up with a stat that it was the first time in like hundred and six games that a team that had outgained one team over the other by as much as T C U outgained Kansas lost the game. Um <laughs> It's, a, it's like seven point six yards per play versus four point three or something like that. You know, the type of yards per play difference that would usually indicate a, a big win for for you know for the team that, that that leads in that stat, and somehow TCU found a way to lose it. And um, and you talk about a team that's in a, in a, you know in a bad frame of mind. That's 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 the matchup, isn't it? On on Saturday, we can talk about that later. But K State and, and TCU just really struggling and both teams not playing anywhere near uh what I thought they would be going into the season.
0: Yeah, it's really bizarre.
1: I mean people thought you know, people
0: think this is a down year for down a disappointing year for the Wildcats, but goodness, um, I mean T C U was ranked number fifteen in the country not too long ago. And now they and, and played minutes.
1: Ohio State tough. Number one, yeah. they played Ohio State into the fourth quarter in that game. And of course, Ohio State's not flawless as we've seen, but they they gave them a really good effort. And then, yeah, see what you saw on Saturday—that's oof, oof. Yeah. What, and, and especially with a coach like Gary Patterson, he's as well respected as anybody in the conference, and you know he's been National Coach of the Year a couple of times, and you know he's uh, you know, shared a conference title. He's He's a very, you know, a very respected coach and it, it was just startling to see, uh, I had both games. I, I was watching both games on Saturday. It was just startling to see, um, the, the those teams, Kansas State and TCU, play the way that they did. Alright, well, I'm looking at the box score here now. Uh, TCU had 504
0: yards to 307 for Kansas. So they had a game almost about 200 yards and lost. That is,
1: that is wild. Doesn't usually happen unless there's a huge turnover margin, and I there was there was a little bit of one in favor of KU, but not a, not a huge one. Um, right, just just two. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's
0: um, yeah. Well, that's I guess you know that that's the interesting segue here into the rest of the Kansas State season. On one hand, you know you got Bill Snyder coming out and kind of acting a little bit numb to all this losing after the last game and having people um, really wondering about his future. Some websites have even called for him to retire. He's, uh in a lot of ways, just weird. It seems like he switched places with Bruce Weber. All of a sudden, Bruce is a popular coach on campus, and Bill Snyder needs could use a boost of popularity. Um, but on the same hand, on the same token, they got TCU next. He's very vulnerable. And Kansas next, who's obviously beatable. If you win those two, you're back at five hundred. um yeah, just just kind of a weird fork in the road here. Where where are they going, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. They're they're two most winnable games on the schedule. You you correct me if I'm wrong, are there the next two? Um and then after that, you've got two teams that I didn't think would be in the finish in the top half of the league that are playing better than I thought they were going to play, and that's uh Tech and Iowa State. So right. Uh so that's uh, it, it's an interesting setup. I think mean, Kansas State can pick up a little momentum here in the next two weeks and change the feeling certainly with um you know with a, you know, getting a win over KU which is always the uh which is always fun and um and, and expected and then take that 5 and 5 record into the final two games and 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 then play for bowl eligibility which is what's left for Kansas State. You know we're not talking about we're not talking about uh you know Contending for the conference title and, and, um, you know, in being a nationally ranked team, I, I think we're talking about getting, getting a sixth win, getting bowl eligibility, and then kind of no matter what happens, uh, on the staff, you, you've still got, you get your season extended, and that's the objective for every Power 5 school going into the year. It's no different at Kansas State, but it's the one thing I, I think they've got left, left that can at least Uh, wipe out some of the bad taste of of what's going on this season. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town, just $0.08 cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com slash Sports Pass. Yeah, and they've made eight in a row.
0: I know players That's right. don't want don't want to see the streak end. Uh, both Snyder even said that yesterday. It would be really weird, and uh, he thought the seniors would, you know, take it personally if, if they were the group that, that broke the streak. Um, so, so you know, they still want it. Um, you know, the way they've been playing, I think they need to focus a little bit more on just one play at a time than looking that far down the road. But that's definitely a motivating factor. Um, and, I, you know, as, as bad as they've played at times, they did beat Oklahoma State. Uh, if they can have a, a good start against TCU, I think they can win there. It's not far-fetched at all that they actually pull it off and get to six wins. I don't think.
1: I don't think so either. And and um, I'll, I'll be this TCU. You know, here's what we've got to me in T TCU and K State. Two proud programs, and they're wounded. Proud programs that are wounded right now. And and usually when that happens, you know, teams that that don't have don't have a a, a, a recent history of success. I think you know tend to stay down, but teams that do have that, which both Kansas State and TCU do, they find a way to to kind of gather themselves and and and, and play you know for each other, and 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 I, I think they get you don't see them stay down week after week um, unless something bizarre you, you lose your quarterback or just something totally bizarre happens. So I you know to, to Identify which team bounces back in a better way. I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I could do that right at this point, but I do think that, you know, they both, they both have some decent football left in them because of, you know, who their coaches are and what their programs have been about. I still believe in that stuff that, you know, you, you, you can, um, you know, your reputation that, that you've built it's, it's, you have a reputation for a reason and that reason is you, you know, you don't, you don't let these things linger. You don't. You don't let. You know. I, I just don't see a K-State team finishing the season with four and eight, or TCU doing the same thing. And um, so, in that in that regard, to me, it's a it's almost a fascinating game this weekend is between those two teams, and which one can bounce back better than the other one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Who has the pride to pick themselves off the mat and finish yeah. strong? a Good
1: point. Um, all right. Well, let,
0: well, let me ask you the million-dollar question that everybody else is asking: Does, does this feel like this could be Bill Snyder's swan song. That he, even though he signed a five-year contract at the beginning of the season, this this could be his last season.
1: I think that it's it's becoming more part of a conversation, uh, general conversation about Kansas State is what you know what what does what does Bill Snyder do? Um, not maybe not after this year, but uh, what what is his future? Because a decision might be made by him before the end of the season. And you know, there's nothing like the type of loss that Kansas State had on Saturday to to kickstart conversations like this. Um, so it's out there; um, it's, it's been written about now, and dis- and certainly discussed. And it's, it's it's not a new topic. I mean, people have been asking, <laughs> no. talking. Kansas State may have been talking about it for a couple of years now that it's it's time for a change. And um, I, 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 to be honest with you, Kellis, I'm not. I don't know. I. I don't. Ha- I don't have a sense one way or the other what what might happen. Uh I certainly hear more more talk and more chatter about it. People have even been suggesting what week it might. You know, Bill might step step down. I've heard one rumor is um, you know Bill will will step down before the end of the season, maybe the week of the K State or the KU game. That way, Sean can take over as the interim, and then Gene Taylor after the season can have a you know a better evaluation of Sean as a as a, as a head coach and while while the search goes you know begins for for the permanent guy and um you know you've heard that um you know, Bill Bill would um step away after the season i've also heard Kansas people close to Kansas former Kansas staters say they think um Bill's not going to go anywhere after the season he'll be back next year as you said he signed a contract extension and and um uh, and, and what, what is he gonna do if he doesn't coach? And, uh, uh, so, uh, there's all sorts of kind of ideas out there floating around and, um and I, and I can't pick, I, to be honest with you, I don't have a feel for which one, uh, would be my leader in the clubhouse. I just, I just don't have that sense. Um what should happen? You know, I, I don't know. I, I it's, if someone wants to, if someone wants to to sell me on the uh, on the notion that it's time for change at Kansas State, I'd listen to that and um, begin begin with some new ideas, some fresh ideas. And um, what I what I would you know I guess what I would like to see happen is when Bill Snyder decides to retire, that you know that he he does it in a way that satisfies him but and satisfies the university that you know he goes out um, with with the, the the full appreciation that he deserves. And Kansas State gets to, you know, go about the the business of, uh, of, uh, you know, finding a a new coach. And, um, and I know his contract is such that he gets some input on the, on his successor. But, uh, but really I I think the school has an obligation to, to its alumni, to its fans, to its employers to, you know, to have a coach, a football or any kind of coaching search, um, be uh, uninfluenced by, you know, by, by former you know, former coaches or former athletic uh, people. I, I think it's you've, you've got to you know, if if the time comes and sooner than later that Gene Taylor's looking for a new football coach, it's it's on him and General Myers. It's on them to to do what's best for Kansas State. And so I know this is kind of a rambling way of saying I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. That was a real Bill
0: Snyder-esque monologue here. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I go full. Did I go full Bill Snyder? Yeah, maybe you're maybe you're gunning for the for the new job here if he if he steps away. Um, Yeah, no, that was great. Um, I I would just say, you know, it's uncharted territory. I've been getting the questions for years. You know, when's he going to step down? Um, When might he retire? Who could replace him? I uh, I've never before thought um, that he was actually going to do it. I've I've been of the belief that he hated retirement so much and that he just liked coaching and wanted to keep doing it and that as long as the results were acceptable that he'd just do it as long as he physically could this is the first year where I've started to flip the other way if you ask me now do you think he'll be back or not next year I, and I had to bet money on it I'd say no Um and that's just but but that's right now coming off what I just said was arguably the worst loss in his tenure so, um, you know, if they beat TCU in Kansas, all of a sudden maybe he gets to feel a little bit better. People don't don't think so negatively about some stuff. And maybe all of a sudden he is, uh, you know, maybe I, I changed the answer back. But I guess the curious thing about all this is that really regardless of what record they finished with this year, it's pretty clear they've got a rebuild ahead of them um they they haven't paid as much attention to the recruiting aspect of things as a lot of other schools they're falling behind there and the best talent they have on their team is seniors right now and then when they leave they're not going to have equal players to replace them um so whether you know whether it's Bill or somebody else coaching next year uh wh- whoever's in that seat i think needs to come in with a revamped approach to recruiting to help get some numbers up and and boost talent a little
1: bit yeah, well, the, the recruiting thing is a real thing, right? I mean, that's um, that's always kind of a telltale sign of the, you know, of the fortunes of a program is what's what's going on in recruiting, and so yeah, you know, we always talk about Kansas State differently in recruiting than other programs that are so reliant on the star ranking and and uh, that just never seems to apply for, for Kansas State, and it just, to to a large extent, it still doesn't apply. You know, they, they get guys they think are, you know, fit the program and they coach them up and then they go out and go to bowl games every day, You know, with the, with the, you know, the 74th ranked recruiting class among Power 5 schools or whatever, you know. Um but it just seems to me the trend over the last few years, couple of years anyway, is um you know, they, they haven't gotten what they've wanted out of recruiting and, and it's shown up now. The talent level is showing up. Uh, that it's, it's it's an issue that they are, you know, they weren't ready for the, you know, the defensive makeover this year. There, there's some issues there. um uh, and so that, that's one area. If, if, if you don't think it's getting done, uh, on the recruiting trail, which there are signs to indicate that that's the case, then, you know, then, then maybe that'll, um you know, persuade the sitters like myself that uh, maybe change is imminent. Yeah, well, I, I found it interesting
0: that at the Oklahoma game during their starting lineups, they introduced two players, uh, one offensive lineman and one linebacker, I believe, who are both from Wichita. Um, and one of them, Ben Powers, was, uh, he's been very vocal in that he does not like Kansas State because they didn't offer him out of high school. And I don't think the other guy, uh, Bledsoe, I think his final two were KU and Oklahoma. I don't think K-State was very much in the picture there. Um, that to me is real striking that you've got two players in the state of Kansas in your backyard at Wichita who are capable of starting for Oklahoma, and you let them leave without a fight. That's uh,
1: yeah.
0: That that yeah. that's, that's that's
1: a red flag for me right there. No doubt, no doubt. Well, before we get off the you know the the, 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 the Snyder topic, you know, keep in mind how it happened last time. Um, you know, they, they had back to back losing seasons in '04 and '05 and. Um, and Bill had to be what sixty sixty eight or sixty nine then, uh, or maybe younger sixty six, uh, but whatever. You know, they, 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 you know, he felt like he wasn't getting it done, and he, and it was announced the week of the final game uh, that they had Missouri at home for the final game of the two thousand and five season that uh, that would be Bill's last game. So that's when he that's when he made the announcement. then. everybody knew going into. Week 11, it was just an 11 game schedule then that, uh, that Bill would not be back. And there was no bowl game that year for the Wildcats. So that was absolutely going to be his final, uh, final game of the year. So if you're looking for, you know, maybe a hint or a clue from, from history as to how it might happen, um, and I think in, in, in just the way Bill Snyder has operated throughout his whole career, you, you, you know, you limit distractions that way. And you know, if any coach is all about limiting distractions, it's Bill Snyder. and uh, while maybe this chatter is, uh, can be, you know, can be a little noisy for, for Kansas State, I think you can, I think you can keep it away from the team to a large extent, uh, for, for a while. But, uh, but if they can if they continue to lose and the, and, uh, and the idea of a coaching change is, uh, is becomes more, you know, just becomes more out there, more part of the narrative of Kansas State than, um, then maybe look for something like that to happen that, uh, you know, the week of the, the finale that, uh, especially if they end up you know, losing the next couple games and, and, um, not next couple, but if they're not bowl eligible, I mean, going into that final week of the season.
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep my, uh, my spider sense uh last week of the season. If that's on the table.
1: There you go. All
0: right, Blair. Hey, thanks a bunch. Uh, Talk with me this week. We'll let you get back to the Chiefs and the writing about the teacher NFL
1: champs.